Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore. And sitting next to me is... Chris Weir. Always next to Billy. Right now, <laughs> whenever you watch. Right now! <laughs> right here, right now. I can't sing anymore. We'll have to pay for the rights. How oh, are that's you? All right. I'm doing groovy right now, baby. Yeah, groovy. Put me on that flow. Yeah, I'm doing good, baby. Nice. <laughs> Hell, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, right now we got the Reds game in the background. It's the top of the fourth. Cardinals are up six to three. Just so you know where we are, we are recording on a Tuesday instead of a Monday. This will be dropping in your ear holes Wednesday morning. Because we went and saw sweet baby boy Schubert, front of the pod, rip the national anthem. Yes, he did. He ripped it. He ripped it. He killed it. He, I, I couldn't be more proud of Alexander Schubert for yep. singing that national anthem. The weird part was um, definitely how everyone was so cool with him kneeling. Yeah, that was strange. Like I'd never seen someone be on their their knee for the entire time that they're singing, <laughs> and they don't normally light a flag on fire. <laughs> You know, what was also weird is they had him sitting in the POW chair singing it. Yeah. I think I saw him actually push a POW, like, off of there. I I think, at least he got one of his legs caught as he was falling yeah. off the visitor's dugout. Yeah. But uh, other than that, Schubert, you did a great job. I mean, yeah. I don't agree with all the things you said and in that bullhorn when he got out there. <laughs> but, buddy, you ripped it. Congratulations. Congrats, buddy. Yeah, way to go. What was very odd was when he did rip that P that POW's leg out. He took it out and they used it as the mic stand for him to sing. That was great. He was singing it like that, pointing it out to the audience. <laughs> and then he was drinking out of it later. Yeah, it was, it was cool. great. Nice showmanship. Yeah, like uh, just like Bruce Kepka with the the open cup. Did you see that? I'm not sure. Oh my god! So he won. You know, the, he won the PGA Championship. Mm. Live golf guy filled up on. Pardon my take. Filled up the uh, the open cup with beer and just was chugging out of it and the thing that's questionable is immediately he won immediately started drinking and then his eyes for the next 48 hours were like this just wide open interesting and went to the florida panthers game and you see him wide open like mm, what are you putting there huh he's living it up exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's doing as a live golfer he's living it up dude but yeah uh schubert was not living it up out there, I'll tell you that. Mm. Eyes were closed. Okay. As they should be. Eyes wide shut. Great movie. Yeah, that's how you get hit those notes. Close yeah. them eyes. Of Close them lids. Close them. Shut it down. <laughs> so yeah, did that last night. Did a great job and watched the Reds walk it off. Hopefully they do that again tonight. But I'm um, going to be honest with you. Don't feel great about it. It's not looking good. Although Matt McClain just hit his first uh, big league home run. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. See, when we taught him the lift. He, he really he really pushed it through. Got good launch angle, which is something we worked with him, we're, uh, worked with him on for a couple of years. Yeah, you're doing great, buddy. Just like we taught you. Strong work, pal. Mm -hmm. Real proud. How was your week? 
It was pretty good. Uh, nothing terribly eventful. Some family stuff. Uh, made the rounds for a birthday party, graduation, um, and then oh, the most eventful thing is when we went to uh, the City Connect uh, game Friday night. We got to watch the Reds versus the Yankees. Yeah. And hot dang, that was uh, quite a night. That was. Whew. I started around. Five o'clock, and then you met up with us because we went to the old Rusk District. Yeah, that uh, hockey bar. The, yeah, the gold, official Golden Knights <laughs> bar of East Walnut Hills. It's a hockey and golf bar. Very eclectic group. <laughs> yeah, because they also show only live golf matches. True. And majors. That's it. <laughs> That's what we found out there. And on their rooftop patio. Yeah, so we were essentially in enemy territory. We were behind enemy lines at this uh, very nice establishment. That's where we started. And uh, just went from there. Just uh, had a night. The boys yeah, went we to town. You, me, in front of the pod, Pat. That was that was a lovely, very drunk evening. Yeah, it was great. Um, and when we got to the ballpark, it was awesome actually being a party. It felt like there was a really nice energy there. Uh, energy there. There's a ton of people. Um, and then those, uh, it was nice seeing a bunch of those jerseys oh, out there. So much black. Yeah, it was uh, pretty wild. I mean, I wore my best. I had a nice Larkin jersey. It was you look red. Great. Oh, thanks. I really do enjoy it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was great. The, the city was having a, a nice time that night. Yeah, it was uh, pretty full. It, there was like thirty-eight, thirty-nine thousand there. Yeah, a lot of Yankees fans, a lot of Ugh. people from Jersey hanging out. Ugh, they were all from Newark, which is gross. Ugh, yeah, <laughs> it's so gross. Ugh, so many pinky rings. It was disgusting. <laughs> They all brought their own gabagool. It was terrible. I just got the smell of cologne off me. <laughs> what did you do? You GTL today, right? GTL? Yeah, Jim Tan Laundry. Oh, I did that. It was great. Yeah. The next day I woke up, I had a bunch of necklaces on me. <laughs> Gold chains, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of gold chains. You get all, all can't be mine. No, no, there's no way. And then you come home and Lauren just has really long fake acrylic nails. And you're yeah. like, she got Jersey too. Oh no! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, it was gross, and it was all weekend because I went to every game that series. Oh, yeah, dude, you went to town. Uh, please go on about that. Because uh, you went to all of the uh, Yankees-Reds games. Unfortunately, I know they got swept. But you also yeah. saw the uh, first-place FCC. Uh, yeah, I got to see Watch the Hell is Real stuff. But what was really cool that we got to experience together on Friday night was the fireworks and drone show. Oh, yeah, that was wild. That was nuts. No less than 10 Obama... Bombing with drones. Jokes were made between us. <laughs> oh yeah, there was so many uh, drone stuff happening out there, but uh, it was it was impeccable. I mean, uh, I don't think there are any any uh, weddings that got blown up, fortunately. So <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was a great one. Oh man, that was so fun. My favorite was saying it's just like, oh man, those drones have dropped more bombs than the Reds have this year. Mm -hmm. And this boomer's turning like, hell yeah, that's why I voted for Trump. I was like, shut the fuck like, up. What's happening? And a four more years chance started. Yeah. I was like, I don't think you guys even know what's happening. <laughs> they put me on their shoulders, called me their new Tucker. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was so fun. But yeah, I, so I was there Friday. And then Saturday, I was at the game. And I was about 20, I was about 30 feet away from Pete Rose. Oh, wow. He looks like shit. Get out of town. He looks awful. Well, he's got to be, what, like 77 or something like I that? I think he's 82. Hey, Siri. Oh, damn. How old is Pete Rose? 
Pete Rose is 82 years old. And he looks every fucking day of it. Yeah, what uh, type of hat was he wearing? He, he was wearing an all-white hat underneath what just... Um, it looked like if one of the sun-kissed M&Ms, you know, the, the Wayfarers, the cool jazz ones... Yeah. Had weight reduction surgery. Oh, really? <laughs> it was rough. So looking pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, looking great. Yeah. Uh, I'm so he didn't look like he was missing too many more teeth, but <laughs> he just he looked bad. And then Judy was talking to Judge every at bat. Oh, really? And I was like, come on. Was uh, Judge like having it? Was he just like, oh my god, this guy? Like, I'm sure like the first time it's kind of cool. He's like, oh my god, this guy won't leave me alone. Dude, loved it. Oh, really? He went four for four. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was all about it. Hit King just like, well, what if you do this? Like, tweaking his swing. I'm like, hey, guy, didn't you play for the Reds? Yeah. Not the Yankees. He's not helping any no. of the Reds out. You don't need to help out the last year's MVP with his swing right now. Yeah. Ugh. And then Judge came out to say, he's like, well, when you're, you know, you're in the presence of the Hit King, you got to put on a show. I'm like, ah, maybe we should have just left Pete at home. Yeah. You know, maybe we should have just busted out, like, I don't know, the glue. And then he could have just given him, like, bad advice. Yeah. <laughs> that would have worked great. That would have been way better. Yeah, man. Pete Rose, flashy individual. And, yeah, no kidding. God, I don't know what's, never mind, I'm not going to say that. Very starch collars. Yeah. Uh, very, very crisp. Very crisp. That's very crisp, gentleman. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, Alicia, her dad texted and said, "Like, hey, you're gonna go say hi to Pete." And Alicia said, "I think I'm 17 years too old for him." <laughs> yeah, I'm way outside his range. Yeah, it looks like I'm one of his caretakers. <laughs> oh, are you gonna walk me back to get more soup? <laughs> <laughs> gonna walk me back to find some young pussy? <laughs> I used to live over there, and that's where I'd take my 13, 14-year-old child brides. <laughs> uh, allegedly. 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 Yeah, allegedly. Oh, that's staying in. Hot diggity dog. Mm. So what? Uh, now it's end of 473. Brutal. Nick Senzel looking all angry. But yeah, so we did that. I had no less than... I had six John Daly's. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, sweet tea, lemonade, vodka, mm -hmm. gin and tonic. And a pack of smokes. A pack of smokes. A 14-year-old. You know the Pete Rose special. <laughs> yeah. And uh, busted it from the ballpark over to TQL Stadium. We went, uh, got to Alicia's car, changed from our Reds gear to our FCC gear, got birds, made it 12 minutes before kickoff. Ooh, ain't it? Oh, I love that you guys did the uh, costume change in between. Oh. That's great. I mean, you re-crisp up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Little spritz. That's nice. Fire it on. There were dipshits we were sitting by wearing FCC gear. And we're like, we're going to change later. Yeah, fools. Idiots. <laughs> I remember my first time. <laughs> Trying to enjoy two major league sporting events. <laughs> I remember my first time. It was at Pete Rose's apartment. <laughs> yeah. God. He says, drink this. <laughs> and he, she's like, what is it? It's like the ink from all of my bad bets. <laughs> all the pens, I drain them into one cup and I make you drink them. Um, but we get to the, so we are at the match. It's a, it's packed. It was yeah. awesome. A crazy environment. Halftime, we're walking, go to the bathroom, come out of the bathroom, and I'm walking into the concourse, and I look over, and I see a kid on the ground on his back sobbing. Oh, man. And I was like, that's pretty funny. And then I look up, and I look down more, and I'm like, walk, and I look, and I look down at the ground, and I see just this Columbus Crew fan on his back, and then an FCC fan over top of him just pushing him back down to the ground. Like, what the fuck? 
down. Get the fuck down. Turns out that that crew fan was so mad, didn't see the kid and like bumped into him and instead of just like cash bump. But oh, sorry, he fucking full bore threw him to the ground. Oh my god! It's like a six year old with just sobbing. So when like the dad told him, I'm like, this is funny. And then the guy just keeps pushing the ground, and then four sheriffs come out of fucking nowhere, dude, and just grab these two dudes, pull them, and throw them up against the wall, and put them in cuffs. No way. And I was like, is this a, I, this, I know this is a foot, this is football, but this isn't a Bengals game. Dude, I mean, at first it sounded like awesome street justice, and then the real justice showed up. I mean, I wanted to hear about that guy getting a little, you know, what was coming to him for, you know. Yeah. For fucking throwing it to a six-year-old, depending on, I mean, what did that six-year-old do? How was he dressed? <laughs> was he wearing the wrong uniform? Yeah, where his was his short, 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 short. Exactly. Were they yeah. not short enough? Were they short enough? You'll I don't kid. know. Yeah, and don't cry that hard. Yeah, dude. I mean, show some respect. I mean, you're you're in the home stadium here. You make us all look like fucking idiots. You're making us look weak. Cops should have arrested him. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Send him to juvie for being a wimp. <laughs> so did it look like were people like trying to tell the cops when they were arresting the one dude that was pushing the other guy down? Like, hey, he was helping because this guy tried to do this to that kid or it was just beyond that at that it point? It was beyond that at that point and it was so full in the concourse that like you could barely move. Yeah. The, pro the only problem with that TQL stadium is that those concourses are kind of thin if you're going to fit 25,513 people. Yeah. So it's like there's not a lot of room to operate so people just mind their business and mm -hmm. go about their day. So and especially like with a sellout. So, uh, so yeah people just kept going whatever. And then I walk by, still laughing, and then I go to the restroom, I see the exit sign. I didn't realize that there was an entrance, like another side. Mm -hmm. And I walk in, and I go by, uh, and there's just a line wrapping all the way out. And they were like, you're cheating, you gotta go to the back. I was like, all right, I'll go. Uh, uh, and then the one guy just looks at me and points, and he goes, we, we live in a society. And I said, shut the fuck up and just walked out. Yeah. I went to the wrong side. You probably saw 30 other individuals <laughs> do the exact same thing. You probably did it to start off with. No shit. And also, guess what, guy? Don't quote memes at me. Yeah. We're adults. And I'm still moving, realizing yeah. I made a mistake. You made a bigger one by being a dumbass. Yeah, you read uh, you read a couple things on the internet and thought you were clever. Very nice, really neat. So I I told him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then just walked out of the bathroom and watched FC Cincinnati win. Nice street justice. Street justice. <laughs> they, they should have made me an honor, honorary deputy. I would have taken that guy down. Oh, great. Had you sing the national anthem? <laughs> you know what? I should have peed on him, honestly. Yeah. And he was like, we live in a society. Yeah, it's yeah. in here. I'm just going to yeah. piss. Yeah. That's what I'm doing in this society right now. I'm peeing on, <laughs> peeing on you. you. You can deal with it, idiot. <laughs> uh, if only. I wish I was just had one more John Daly. I would yeah, have the yeah. courage. You made a real John Daly move. <laughs> So, uh, FC Cincinnati, first place. How, uh, I haven't seen them, honestly, in probably a couple seasons. They're so, they're so good. Yeah. I've been to, I think that was my sixth match this year. Yeah. They're, they're good. Uh, they're so good. And they didn't play a great second half. They played an excellent first half. And they played an excellent 40, 40 minutes. And yeah. then it kind of felt the wheels fell off a little bit. Um, but then the second half, they were gritted, they gritted it out. And they, they got the goal that they needed after the mistake that Columbus had made and were very opportunistic. Celitano made one of the best goals I've ever seen in person. Mm -hmm. um, but 
you got the win against your in-state rival at home. Yeah. First time ever at TQL Stadium. Pretty impressive. So I'm. Uh, they're playing tonight, right now at 7:30. They're in the. Hopefully they can uh, clear up and advance into the cup into the B. They'll be in the group of eight after tonight. So. We'll oh really? See. If they win. If they win, yeah. So. Yeah, dude, pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, went to the Reds game on Sunday and watched uh, watched David Bell not have Will Benson be pitch hit for. Yeah. Bottom nine, bases loaded, and you're you you can win this game by putting in anyone at this point. Yeah, man. Uh, has he gotten a hit since he's come back? He is a. No, he still has a .83 average. Uh, there you go. Has he barreled a ball? That I don't know. I would because that would be something. Because even the times, I mean, I think the one hit that he got wasn't even a hard one that I saw before he got sent down. No. But, he, uh, yeah, dude, that's not, uh, you got to know when, <laughs> come on, Will Benson cannot hit. No. How fucking embarrassing that you have him and you have, you look at the embarrassment of riches with the Yankees and you're like, this is our best option right now. And I'm like, is it? Yeah, you can probably throw anybody in there better, unfortunately, Mr. Benson. I understand that Tyler Stevenson has can needs a day off, but it's bottom nine, two outs. You can have him come in and pinch in, and if he strikes out, you know, that was the best guy on my bench that day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like, I mean, he got the day off. He got, how many, he got eight innings off. That's a day. <laughs> yeah. Give him one at bat. You know, that's the better option than saying, well, Will Benson, you know, he's, he's here now. <laughs> so we got a bat. We got Will Benson. He can do it. He can do it. He realistically he'll, could. Yeah, he'll get us to the uh, top of the tent. No, oh, what a fucking moron. That was, David Bell had a weekend. He got tossed twice. Good. He got tossed that the night, um, Friday night when we were there. Mm-hmm. He got tossed because uh, they sent in Clark Schmidt. I, did you Did you catch up and see why that happened? I really didn't. So, Wandy, uh, yeah, Friday was Wandy was fast pitching and wasn't al- wasn't allowing his guys to get set mm. in the box by eight seconds. Went out and argued it, and then they tossed him, and he went berserk. Yeah, dude, uh, that sucks if that was the case. If they he really wasn't giving them enough time, because we we're just talking about this beforehand, like how hard and fast the rules are now with umps, where they're just like not even allowing you to argue about certain things. Because that's just like just the arbitrary rule. That's like there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Can't talk balls and strikes. We can't talk uh, this sort of thing. We can't talk this nuance. You can't even bring it up to have like uh, just clarification on what the call was, which seemed to be what was going on when Bell got tossed up. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, is those umps have mics. Turn them on so we can hear what's going on. Dude, yeah, I don't understand why they don't do that all the time. I mean, I, maybe like people cursing, but sure. Mic the bags. Mic and ump. Dude, it is way more exciting. And think about how many times when like, they mic like a player, they have so many reels and clips the next day. From like a marketing standpoint, yeah. that would generate so much more interest in the game as opposed to just like just vanilla analytics from like uh, people that they have normally. Right. Or vanilla analytics from two guys who get paid to make fart jokes in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we don't yeah, get paid. No, that's right. You're right. Sorry, we've been paid in what is it? Uh, multiple drink tickets. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. And oh, and beer bats. That's we got uh, souvenirs that we ate stuff out. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, um, yeah, I agree with you. But you, the cursing thing, I get. But I don't think they. They're still. They still probably want some level of discretion. Which whatever. But man, mic them up. 
Or give us more, give give us, a, like, after someone gets tossed, they walk in, and then give us a two to three sentence explanation. Here is why, here is why he's wrong. Move on. Or we need to have press conferences with umpires after every game. Yeah, when they're having this much of a, you know, a factor in the game, especially when, like, there, there's just so much gray area with baseball when it's up to an umpire's discretion. It's like, well, we're going to need to figure out like why well what were the reasonings behind that call because it wasn't as clear as like oh he took two steps here the ball was fair or foul there's a lot of things yeah and as fast as information as we get like when you look at like umpire scorecards on twitter like it's pretty quick you get them back and that could be into the hands or you know instant report um because it's all being tracked anyway that could be sent to the media and then go, hey, you know, here's a question on this. Here's a question on this. What happened here? Why did this happen? Um, sorry, my computer is being weird. So why did this happen like this? And, like, we get these solid answers. <clears throat> but maybe their union's just too good, you know, that they won't allow that to happen all the time. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure the umpires like to not be mic'd up. Give us the bags, man. I want to hear what's going on with them feet. <laughs> yeah, and look, if we can have body cams on cops... Yeah. We can have press conferences for us. We can have cops at all the bases. <laughs> I've been saying this for years. We need an armed officer. <laughs> or, no, we need to have like one, of, one of the POWs or the. <laughs> or like one a Walmart of those, like, one of the veterans that we just like saluted before the game has to stand out there at all the bases. <laughs> a fucking sniper and rifle. License and registration and green card, please. Oh my god, anytime. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know that these that the, the, the those um cops would I felt do that right. bullshit. He was coming right at you. He was coming right at you. You fit the description. <laughs> I just chucked Rosin right at him. Yeah, he came at me with pine tar. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> what we're saying is umps are bad cops. Exactly. Umps are very bad <laughs> cops. cops. They're <laughs> such dog shit. And this year it's just been atrocious. And it's and I think also like I told you before, I think the problem that you're having is that they feel the pressure coming from the miners with the mm. robot. And knowing that they're going to be losing a lot more control, and so they're overcompensating. So, like, what's happening in AAA is, you know, they've got the earpiece in, and mm. it says ball strike. Um, or, no, is that double A? I think it's also, they do half and half, where it's like, half is the actual ump, the other half is the assisted, mm. the the eagle and the, the eagle eye. Mm. Um, so, I think that they're, like, doubling down, saying, like, Fuck you! You can't replace us. Robots will not replace us. Nope. And then get a robot do this. <laughs> <laughs> get a robot toss David Bale. Probably that guy. That guy could do it. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. He's like, I right. David Bell's press conference. Like, I'm just tired of being told what to do by these Dysons. <laughs> it's like, come on. He's like slurring already with <laughs> with the machine. Oh, man. And then uh, Sunday, Aaron Boone got tossed early, and I leaned over to uh, Eric, our buddy that we sat yeah. with on Friday, and I was like, man, I guess he has a reservation at Ruby's at probably 1.30. He doesn't want to miss. Mm -hmm. So, oh, we dropped it. There we go. Oh, that was fun. That was from his back. A little keister toss. Hell, yeah. That looked like me just after having one too many John Daly's mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to get up my front steps. Oh, I've done that same thing, brother. Just pull up, look at the elbow. <laughs> like, oh, am I good? <laughs> Check out, okay, is this going to be a scar? His hand is broken. It's bad. Where are my keys? <laughs> Dude, I have... He's I the only outfitter that has his keys with him. <laughs> I landed right on my house. Keys. keys. <laughs> <laughs> I was changed. I don't know why. 
His Altoids go everywhere. <laughs> Damn it, I love those mango tums. <laughs> he starts picking up. They call it timeout. Aaron goes out and starts picking it up. All his tums. Dude, I have a chunk missing from my elbow right here yeah. from a drunk accident. You can like feel it. Yeah. Right there. Oh! Yeah, I, f I was hammered and fell. And I was just like, eh, you know, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I didn't need all that elbow. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> just a little bit. Leave some of it behind. You know, my velocity did dip from 98 to 96. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Didn't quite have that same spin rate. <laughs> no, I did have that same spit rate, though. I'll tell oh, you do we just... No, that's a replay. Oh, okay. A Ponda replay. A little Rihanna for you. Oh, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about the week. Let's get into it. Uh, we're kind of changing the format a little bit. We're just going to break down the starters, what they looked like, what they did. Who's hot, who's not, who's horny, all that good stuff. Hunter Green looked very good on Sunday. Mm, yeah. But an inning too long. Yeah. Um, and I'm not quite sure if they're just going to keep him to that three-inning thing or like what if they're just going to start pull him, pulling him after a certain time. But, uh, yeah, uh, that, that seemed to be the bugaboo. It always just comes uh, at the end. Yeah, on Sunday, I mean, he was getting um – here we go. His con is uh, called strike and whiff rate on his slider was 38.9%. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. He used his slider 50.9% of the time, his fastball 37.7% of the time, and his changeup 11.3% of the time. Interesting. I, I like seeing that uh, breakdown. Um, of course, you know, it, it just seems like you can just pluck out like just a handful of pitches that go wrong for him. He keeps something up or just can't find the zone. It just seems like lose it for half an inning. Yeah. Um, and that just seems to be like where his trouble comes from. Other than that, it just seems to be so lights out for, you know, an inning or two. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that same thing that happened to him in Colorado. And the second dude at that bo at the bottom of two, mm -hmm. he threw like 38 pitches. Yeah. And he just did not have it that day. He had eight. Here's the thing. Eight Ks. And, oh, wait a minute. I think I might have these reversed. I might be an I might be a fucking idiot, dude. You piece of shit. Oh, fuck. I did have them reversed. We're looking oh, wait, at no, 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 that, that's scores. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I'm trying to keep up with my Golden Knights. Get back to the rest. Um... Yeah, no, I was I was looking at the right one. This is so if you look at here, forty nine percent of the time with his fastball, thirty seven point five percent with his slider, and if you look at that, his slider two thirds of the time was out was either away or low. Mm -hmm. He just didn't he just didn't have command of it, and you have to have elite command of your second pitch if you're only going to have two pitches. Yeah, because they can sit back and wait on the one that uh, you actually feel comfortable throwing that day. Yeah. That's what happened with Harrison Bader in the when he gave up that two-run jack. Yeah, and uh, these major league hitters know how to hunt out your your weak stuff and just kind of let that pass and just wait for the ones going to be coming cruising down the plate. Yeah, so it looks so it is reassuring to see that he is throwing that change up a little bit more. He, threw, he did throw it twelve times, um, and that gave him. I think that also gave him enough of a boost to be able to have enough length to go and be productive and have a good enough start to go in the sixth and then they just stretched him too far into the seventh. I think he had, he was in the low 90s at that point on Sunday and I'm sitting there pulling, pulling, pulling and they roll him back out and I'm like, he's going to give up another bomb. Mm-hmm. They didn't listen to you. They didn't. Mm -hmm. I tried, man. <laughs> I was I was waving that veteran's leg. <laughs> yeah. As you're drinking beer out, sloshing it around. <laughs> and then Brooks Cap gets next to me, chugging out of his open out of his open cup. Oh my god. Um, 
But yeah, um, but overall, I mean, like, seven innings on a Sunday game versus the Yankees, whose offense isn't as potent as it is as it could be, but still enough uh, that you get swept by him. But it, it's still progress. It's still... The stat line is still really good. Seven innings pitched, mm-hmm. four hits, four on runs, ten strikeouts. That isn't anything to scoff at. It's just you want him to be a, an, you want him to be elite. And I, and I, I think the problem that I'm having is trying to, trying to be like, get him to that status by this year. And it, 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 it might happen, but at this point, it's like we're seeing. We're seeing greatness. It's going to be there. Mm. But I'm just impatient. <laughs> I know. You keep wanting to see him elevate every game. And, he, and there's some things, like we said, like he threw, what, like 11, 12 change-ups, which, you know, at the start of the year, I mean, him throwing two would be, you know, his high watermark yeah. or something like that. So him getting more familiar with some of those uh, secondary third pitches uh, will just improve the things that he's already doing well. Yeah. So those are the things that I guess focus on. But yeah, I, I feel you. Every time he comes out, it's like, oh, is this is this the game where he goes all nine? Is this the game where he throws you know a complete game you know two hitter? Yeah. So uh, yeah, and I think in due time, and we just really want to see. We just want to have a lot more to root for uh, in in this year. Yeah. In and, this season. And this is it. I mean, like this is the big thing for us is is him, especially with Lodolo being out, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but. Um, next up is Brent. Uh, our starting rotation was Brandon Williamson, and he looked great in Colorado. Yeah, he did. He really like had a good pitch mix. I mean, he had look at this man. He had five different pitches that day, and he hung out around the zone. He didn't. It's not like he was afraid and he was trying to get people to chase too much. He went in with a game plan and was effective for five and two thirds innings. Gave up one run, two hits, two walks, six Ks. He had ten whiffs. That's on his pitches and uh, called strikes and whiff percentage was 31.9 with his slider leading the charge with 46.2%. Yeah, that's uh, very impressive. It was a nice outing. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, and especially for his first time in the bigs. And you have to do it in goddamn Colorado, mile high, baby. Yeah, that's not an easy task. That's that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. And then uh, last night, not so great. Uh, Four and a third, three earned runs, four hits, four walks, three Ks. Uh, again, enough to keep you in the game. Again, this is his second professional start. But again, used his arsenal of five pitches. His control wasn't great, which is what we feared in AAA. But better things are coming around the corner for him, knowing that that first start, he's got it in him. He just needs to find consistency. Exactly. He shows he can uh, compete. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Can you compete? A little bit. I compete my meat. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Ben Lively, dude. Like, guy, you know, who's been coming out of the pen for us. Spot start on Friday. We got to see it live. Yeah, that was pretty nice. I like how they're doing that. <laughs> I, like how nice. they're doing that. I like how they're starting them every time I go to the game. Yeah, every time. Every Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I go, they start Ben Lively. The one time I go, every time. Mm-hmm. They start Ben Lively. <laughs> And he goes, uh, and he goes five and two thirds innings with uh, two hits, one walk, eight Ks. Good on him. I like that, man. The Reds are really, even when they're not bringing like their best, they still seem to get like a bunch of Ks, which is nice. Yeah, it's nuts that, and like, if you look at this, man, look at that. Two, four, six pitch types. Love it. Look how much in the zone he's operating. A fair enough outside, you know. Those are those are clearly where you get your uh, where your. Uh, where you're getting them to chase, mm-hmm. working enough, 
pretty fucking cool. I mean, good, what a great story. Yeah, hanging out down around the bottom of the zone there. That was, yeah, I'm glad we got to watch that game. Yeah, me too. I mean, they still lost, but man, it was a fun. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they did lose, and I am afraid of of uh, I'm afraid of something. I went all three of those games, right? Okay. All three of those games, I wore my City Connect jersey. Nah, get that out of your head. I think it's cursed. Nah. It's cursed. Well, we'll wear it out to something else. We'll, uh, we'll we'll pick like a Cubs game to go to. Yeah, take it on the road. Yeah, we'll do it. You know, like how they have uh, what do you call it? like get you over the hump? Like you have oh, oh my god, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, a slump buster. Oh, the golden thong. Yeah, you got to go out to. We got to play like uh, you know the Marlins or something. Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, I could wear it to the pig pen. Yeah. Or the play pen. <laughs> We call it the pig pen, but uh, there, there's a gentleman's club, a fine gentleman's club yeah, yeah. down the street uh, <laughs> with rebar on their roof. It's uh, it's quite the place. It's really nice. They don't have any copper in the building. Very smart yeah, on no, their no, part. Yeah, yeah. Very smart. Uh, I also have an announcement. We will be recording a live episode at the playpen. Oh yeah. In uh, in early August. When it's nice and moist and hot. Yeah, and that episode will be sponsored by HPV. <laughs> I was going to say Pfizer. Pfizer? Yeah. Oh, I don't think Pfizer can do that. That'll be, uh, you're going to have to do it with, like, you're going to have to, like, strap it up. <laughs> like a, a splint. Splints for your hog? Yeah. Does Pfizer makes those. Yeah? No. Like tongue depressors. <laughs> Sorry, I ate all your tongue depressors. Um, but. I, it, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it to Seattle this weekend. I will wear it to one of the Mariners games. There you go. And they're playing the Pirates, so I feel like if, if they lose and I'm wearing that jersey and, like, L Luis Castillo's on the bump, it's cursed. So, okay. Well, if you see Castillo, I'm sure he'll wash away that uh, bad juju. He better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then let's go to, uh, let's go to, speaking of bad juju, Graham Ashcraft. Oh, McLean! That was a beautiful double play. The throw was a little high, yeah. but he just made a, um, an amazing hop step off of second. We will see it after the commercial break. We don't have commercials. <laughs> we do have a commercial. Do we? We do oh, in the clutch.com. We have some sick new Cincinnati Reds themed City Connect-ish shirts. Uh, use the promo code Nasty Boys get 10% off. Check it out. There's our commercial. Cool. I think we nailed it. Okay. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, speaking about Juju, Graham Ashcraft. Oh, boy. He did it again tonight. Mm -hmm. He's given up, what, six? He gave up seven runs tonight and four and a third, uh, five innings of work? Uh, yeah. He had, like, the three strikeouts in the first inning. But, yeah, he's leaving balls up. Not really – he's not as sharp as uh, what he was to start off the year. <laughs> or maybe he's got, like, better scouting reports on him now, too. But uh, – Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like he and in Colorado, he didn't throw his sinker. He went to just wow. being a two pitch dude. Look at that. I wonder if that was a strategic move. On I'm just thinking, like in Colorado, you think he just wasn't as effective with his sinker. But that just seems to be. Eh. We said he uh, the, at the afterwards when someone asked him about it, it's like, hey man, it looks like you just threw your cutter. He was like, yeah, I threw it in my pen and it felt good. Like I, and then I just kept going with it and I it felt good, but it just kept getting hit. I was like, 
Just because it feels good doesn't mean you should probably. Yeah, it felt really good, even though it went out, man. <laughs> but just you know, I felt, I felt like I had command over it. And... Yeah, man. Up until it went 450 feet in the opposite <laughs> direction over my head. Yeah, until it hit the side of a of the fucking Rocky Mountains. Yeah, I gotta admit, the man, I grooved it. Man, I smoked it. So um, I put in here all cutters and no sinkers makes Ashy a doll boy. <laughs> Oh, and the Overlook Hotel is out there in Colorado. And that is correct. Mm -hmm. Oh, have you gone? I have. Was it cool? It was pretty cool, dude. There was a lot of stuff. It wasn't like the actual location where um, they shop, but they like they replicated some things from that hotel. And it was also the same hotel where Stephen King stayed in. Um, they still have that room where he had. Uh, that like fever dream nightmare where he came up with the idea and thought his son was outside playing in the hallway. So you got to see like the actual, Whoa. I think it was room 206 or something <laughs> like that where you got to see the room where he stayed in and they have a ton of like just cool stuff just with the, uh, uh, the the movie like that hotel is based around. Yeah, uh, it was it was awesome. It was just a fucking cool Did, spot to begin with, and they had awesome uh, food. Oh hell yeah! I had a nice uh, chili burrito, green chili burrito. Oh mm. buddy, God, the town Colo. That that's one thing that they always get right. And then Stephen King's room, did they leave like kind of how he left it, where there was just like Coke residue and a ra straight razor blade on there? Yeah, yeah, dead the hookers. Table. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> you know, classic Stephen King with his dead hookers. Yeah, oh, him and his dead hookers. Oh, that's what he's known best for. Um, but yeah, no. It, so, like, I don't know what's going on with him in this pitch mix. I mean, he, he seems like he's getting a little figured out, and maybe he needs to develop a new game plan, and that might mean more sinkers more splitters, more curveballs. I mean, that's what's crazy is not seeing him throw a curveball. That's strange. It seems like he's better pitching to weak contact. You know, he's great getting the strikeouts, but seeing like the way he's been doing, just getting like uh, uh, people to ground and like break bat, Arenado or Arredondo. Arredondo. Uh, break his bat, had a nice uh, double play here a couple innings ago. Just seeing that is really effective. But uh, yeah, I think he, you know, works best when he's living down in the zone. One hundred fucking percent, and he's and and living on the edges too, breaking bats. Like what we need, we look Lodolo when he comes back, and Hunter Green are your strikeout dudes. Mm. He's the dude we need in there to be six and a third, up to seven innings, four hits, one run. That's it. Mm. We don't. We don't. We've got the other guys. We got the other strikeout guys. We need length from you. Mm. That's just my opinion. And girth. And girth. Girth and like thick veins. Exactly. Thick vein ash crap. Yeah, make it throbbing a little bit. <laughs> Throb all the oh, way, yeah. dude. Um, and Luke Weaver, um, I mean, not great, but enough to keep the Reds in the game. Four and a third, eight hits, four and runs. Uh, let me see here. What does that say? Does that say eight walks? Oh, no. Just kidding. No walks. Four Ks. I mean, that's enough from your four and or five starter. Yeah, uh, they are doing uh, a decent job. They aren't crushing it, but they're keeping you in the game. Yeah. They're serviceable. Yeah. And enough, uh, four runs and four and a third, if you have an average offense, that should be enough. That should be mm. enough from a, from a guy that isn't supposed to be your top, in your top three of your rotation. Yeah, you can't just pin this on anyone. You can't say, well, the, the starting pitching wasn't there today, or the bullpen really lost it. It really does seem to be everyone is kind of collectively around like the same, uh, I don't know, pace of play. Yeah. 
this offense fucking sucks. But we're going to get it. Let's just talk about Alexis Diaz and Alex Young having yeah. wonderful weeks. Alexis Diaz last week had a 14.73K per nine. Dude. <laughs> That's elite. Still hasn't given up a homer. Yeah, man. Uh, he's looking amazing. This is such a bright spot <laughs> for the Reds. It's so gross that you know he's going to be here for at least four, five more years. Amazing. God. That's super cool. In like... Just like there's you, you can't say anything bad, and now they're stretching him to give like two inning saves uh, and a one and two thirds, and he doesn't seem shook. No, uh, we saw that one uh, that happened like last week where he brought out uh, David Bell to talk to him a little bit, but then it just showed like this I don't know, sense of maturity. He wanted to just make sure he's on the same page and just let him know, like, I got this. Yeah. You know, you thought he was calling himself out, he's like, No, it's like I'm just reassuring you. Yeah. I'm your closer and I got this. Yeah, he just went, go back. Yeah, yeah. Go on, get just get just get tossed. He'll make it a lot easier. Yeah. So him and um Alex Young, I mean, Alex Young did not give up a run last week. Um who else? Uh Herget didn't give up uh didn't give up a run in three innings of work. Um your real bummers were Ian Jabot. Eat Tane got put in a tough spot. Mm -hmm. Just didn't have it this week. And uh, Lucas Sims got shelled in Colorado. Oh, third of an inning and gave up four runs. Mm -hmm. That was a bummer because he was doing so well. You know, initially after he got back, but uh, yeah, wheels kind of fell off for him he, this game. Well, he was due, and and you know, it's got to be tougher pitching up in that altitude when you're a guy who rely relies so much on snapping and spinning the ball. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a thing, but I would have to assume. Yeah, even if like it's not as physically as uh, having an influence on in your pitches, it mentally might have something there where something just feels a bit off. Even like just catching your breath at that altitude. Granted, they are like elite athletes, but still, it's anything, especially for a pitcher, that'll kind of throw off your game in just the subtlest of ways. Yeah, can have exponentially like a larger effect. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, man. Like, yeah, and that could totally screw it, screw you up. And especially when he's only been back for, you know, I think four or five appearances. Yeah, that, that, so, that's probably the biggest thing. And he was due. <clears throat> Eventually, yeah. we're all due. Mm, we're all due. We're, we're all due. I mean, I haven't had a bad game in a while. <laughs> Me either. Uh, it's been, I think the last time I had a bad game, it's been probably 14, 13 years. Yeah, I'm still sitting on a goose egg for my ERA. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah, last time I pitched in low A, I really killed it. Mm -hmm. uh, who's not killing it is this fucking offense. It's goddamn atrocious. After I'm saying this while watching the Reds play the Cardinals, and it's 7-5 to five, um, before this game. Um, who is hot is Spencer Steer. Mm -hmm. 10 hits, 30 plate appearances, uh, home run, 5 RBIs, 2 walks, 7 strikeouts, 333, 375, 533 in his last 7. I mean, that's pretty awesome from a guy who's fill, who's been filling in admirably for Joseph Daniel Votto. Uh, Luke Frey, wow. Rake Fraley mm -hmm. had... You know, he had, an, he, had a, he had a great... The past 15 games, you know, you got those 3 home runs, all those hit... In Miami, mm -hmm. but if you look at his last seven, 292, 370, 333, that 370 on base percentage is pretty cool. Yeah, doesn't he have like a really high uh, average of runners in scoring position, too? I mean, he seems to step up uh, at some pretty key spots here, and like you said, he's a pretty streaky player. Yeah, I think he, it's like it's like 533. I think I saw it on the scoreboard last night. Yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's something big. You're all if 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 he's if if you're on base, Rake's gonna bring you in. Yeah. As you can see here with the four RBIs in the last seven games. Mm -hmm. So when he's in that position, he does succeed. And it's nice to see that the Cuff Calf boy, Luke Maley. Yeah. He smoked that one on Saturday. That homer yeah, that he hit dude. into the short porch and left. It was a missile. Dude. Piss missile. <laughs> that was a real piss missile. Real piss missile. Finally hit one at home for the for the hometown. Yeah. Hometown boy. Um, but you know, in 17 ABs, five hits, two home runs, four ribs, three strikeouts. The leader of in, in home runs on this team is Spencer Steer with seven. That's fucking embarrassing. Yeah, I mean we knew we were gonna have any like big boppers, but we expected to have, you know, a bit more oomph, and especially from some of the guys we thought could be, you know, questionable. Could this, could Will Benson be a big bat? No. Mm-mm. Will Myers? No. Dude. And Votto is still, you know, not on the team. So, I mean, there's not – you know, I don't expect Votto to be a home run guy. But, yeah, we need to have a, a little bit more uh, power. Honestly, I, I think that after his shift in 21, and if his shoulder gets back to where it needs to be, I expect him to try and be 21 Joey Votto again. Ah, uh, I take that back immediately because the shift's gone. And yeah. he needs to get his on-base percentage back up over 400. Or no, he needs to get his average back up over over to 300 career lifetime because it's like 298 right now. Yeah. If he just goes out there and has, you know, 20, 2017, 2018 Joey Votto, num- like stretch again, mm. that second half where he just is a monster, he could probably raise that again. And he needs that for his Hall of Fame case. Um, yeah. But... Will fucking Myers, 167, 250, 208, is, is not someone who should be playing every day in the, in the majors. No, have him be a bench player. Um, it's unfortunate he's not coming through, but uh, he's, he's, you can see he's not coming through at the plate at all. At all, man! <laughs> oh, come on, Will! my life! <laughs> like, I don't get it how he looks so lost. Yeah, dude, and he's like just kind of like floating around the box too. It just never seems like it seems like he is trying some stuff, and it's just not working. No, there's I don't I think at this point he's try I don't I don't know what's left for him to try, but at this point uh, he should try uh, sitting. I think that's he just needs probably three days off. Yeah, that's not you being like mean or anything. It's like a generally that um, when Vada was sat that one time in 2020. Yeah, it gave him a chance to kind of just collect his thoughts and watch the game, you know, because sometimes you're just digging a hole. That's all you're doing. You're spinning your wheels, you're getting deeper and deeper. Take a break. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing that both of us have gone through with telling fart, fart and cum jokes, where it's like, I'm I'm in a rut. I'm not doing well. Like, I'm on a row of stinkers. You're like, what do I? Oh, I just need a break. Yeah. Sometimes having that clarity of just having a night off can do a lot better than trying to go out and hit like a, a few shows or just trying to have like another super busy week or something. Right. So it's got to be the same for them. Like, if you're just stepping into the box and you're not seeing it well and you're forcing it. You're not, and then you're just not going to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You're not going to produce, and it's not. It just, and it's just not happening. Yeah, what's wrong with breaking up your rhythm? Your rhythm when you're already out of rhythm. Like, no shit. Yeah. I couldn't agree with that more. And it pains me because Joey Gallo is having an excellent season. Yeah. Don't look at his average. Look at everything else. 
This year, Joey Gallo has 11 homers and 23 RBIs with an OPS of 884. Your average is 650. So he's above average wow. with power. What is his team missing? Power. Power. <laughs> God, I've been pre I've been saying, dude, I've been saying Joey Gallo needs to be on this team since 2017. Mm -hmm. at, at least once a month into this microphone. They had a chance to do it. It was one year, $11 million. They spent one year, $7.5 million on Will fucking Myers. And they could have paid an extra $3.5 million to have what exactly they're missing. And the, and the ballpark of Minnesota is bigger than Great American. Yeah, dude. I like his name. Joey Gallo. Gallo, Gallo, gone. <laughs> Stuart Fairchild sucks. Uh, we'll just move on. Uh, Jose Barrero has been average, which is nice to say. But you, you have mid. <laughs> mid. In parentheses. That's a very uh, precise description there. So mid. And Nick Senzel has not, been, has not had a good stretch either. In the past seven games, 192-293-08, a homer, five hits and 26 ABs, four walks to seven strikeouts. So right there, that's telling me... Four walks, seven Ks. He is being a little bit more patient, but he is making contact. But it leads right into Ellie De La Cruz hit a homer out of the fucking ballpark. Yeah, man. Just cleared it. He's wild. It's insane. <laughs> he destroyed the ballpark. After he did that, he beat up everybody in the stands. <laughs> he started taking the balls from the umps and just throwing them out with his bare hands. Why am I not on the big league team? <laughs> This game's too easy. It's too easy. So what I'm, here's a pretty easy switch you can do. Uh, you can bring up Ellie. You can put him in third. Put Senzel in left. Friel in center. Jake Fraley in right. And then put Will Myers into the river. You could do that. <laughs> I don't see why not. I think it's a great move. It might raise his batting average. <laughs> Yeah, well, it'll be he can be be below the Mendoza line in the Chunky Brown River. Yeah, he'll be buoyant, but uh, not batting well. No, hey, find your way to float, bud, because it's not floating out on the field. Mm -hmm. Ugh, it's embarrassing. But dude, yeah, getting to see Ellie De La Cruz uh, up here is gonna be awesome. That'll be a huge pop in the stadium too. I mean, just getting to see like all dude, so many people come out for that. Dude, I think it happens in like three weeks. Three weeks. I think that might be too long. I don't think you're going to be far, like far away out of it at that point. But like three weeks, I, two to three weeks, if he continues to produce at this rate and yeah. walk at this rate, the only thing that was missing in his game was his walks. Yeah, uh, controlling that, seeing the ball a bit more. Yeah. Uh, especially too coming up to the big leagues, because I'm sure he's gonna be super excited. Just wanting to jack balls out of the park. Oh, jack him, dude! Jack him so bad, dude. Jack him. Also, switching from both sides of the plate, like, that's just... I always forget that, too. It's just like he's doing this from both sides of the plate. <laughs> it's so insane. Give us that, because you, and then you could also send Barrero down and have him play left field, center field, right field, third base, shortstop, and have him work all those kinks out and go find his swing again, and then he can be, a, he can be productive back up here without... Just getting his shit kicked in up here. Yeah, he looks like he's uh, frustrated a lot yeah. uh, when you watch him play. So, yeah, I can't wait to see LED La Cruz come up here. And there's uh, a few more great prospects to follow. Yep. So it's, yep. it's going to be fun. CES in his last uh, 10 games, 329, 341, 646 with... Ba -da 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 
Dumb. Where did it go? I just saw it. You just imagine being the DH role when he comes up. Um, if Joey, uh, six home runs. If Joey is still hurt, mm -hmm. you can put him at first and switch DH with him. Mm -hmm. But then you also have that weird three catcher rotation. At that point, you probably need to move one of. Oh, you know, shit. That's where it gets so complicated. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, we're trying to get more of their these bats in the lineup. So even like you got to finagle a little bit, and someone's a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, I mean, I really like having Stevenson behind the plate. I know we got to have like somebody else too to really. I just think he's such a solid catcher. Yeah, I, I think he is too, but. The way that Casali has worked with those young guys, he has the young, he has the lowest DRA of everyone who is caught behind the dish. It's true, but again, you were getting these guys these guys up for bats to score runs to be competitive. Kirk Casali in five ABs and three games last week has a batting average of zero. That's it. <laughs> so you are knowing that's an automatic out, which yeah. sucks to say. But it's like you can't you can't operate that way knowing you have that big of a hole. Remember when we gave um, Hannigan shit for not being a great offensive catcher? Yeah. At this point, Casali makes Hannigan look like Johnny Bench. Yeah, and also at this point, why do we even have a DH when we have one person in the lineup that's hitting zero? <laughs> exactly. You'll have the pitcher hit and then DH for Casali. Right. That's mean. I love Kurt, and that's Alicia's favorite player. Yeah. Yeah. It's she she he gets up, he like walks out, and she just goes, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I get it. Mustache, big tuckus. Oh yeah. Yeah. We have a lot in common. <laughs> Guys who have a zero average this week in major league yeah, baseball. Yeah. Reminds me of you. Oh, Reminds yeah. you of me, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, injury news, because uh, we're running low on time here. Uh, Nick Lodolo, we <laughs> got hammered and met a foot and ankle doctor at the bar and talked to him a while mm -hmm. about uh, Lodolo's tenosis. <laughs> Just about elbows. That's all we talked about. <laughs> He was like, yeah, I handle ankles and feet. And I went about, and then I said, what about head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees? And then he's like, you, can you buy me a drink? <laughs> yeah, he made us buy him drinks. Yeah, it was so wild. <laughs> this is at the end of the night, too. This is at, uh, after the game. Uh, we're right across at uh, in, in between. between. So it's a fun hang. Yeah, the, the thing is, he wasn't a foot doctor. He said he was just into feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he said, no, 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 I have Dr. Scholl's on. <laughs> I really want to suck your toes. <laughs> and you're like, Nickel <laughs> But no, he is a doctor of medicine and uh, and of the ankle and foot variety. So we talked about his tenosis. Yes. You were participating. I was participating a bit. <laughs> we were. I think we talked to this guy for 45 minutes about it. Yeah, it was a good while. I was very surprised at how long uh, we all sat down and talked together. <laughs> I, we swapped info. They want to be friends. That's they crazy. want to hang out. So it was pretty cool. Nice. It was nice to meet them. Um, but we were very drunk. But what will happen is they are going to give him, um, it says PCP injections, but I think that's wrong. Yo, it's PRP. PRP. <laughs> PCP. <laughs> I wrote PCP. <laughs> 
It's very controversial. <laughs> they give them PCP and let them fist fight all the nurses. Dude, it works great for the Achilles. They they have just IV drip bags of Fago. <laughs> she was shaking like, whoa! <laughs> he just. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't believe I put that. PCP injections. No, it wasn't PC. It is PRP injections, which is platelet-rich plasma. So what they're going to do is they're going to inject it into that spot. And what it's going to do is it's going to increase the blood flow. And hopefully the collagen will replace faster this tenosis so that he's ready. Um, they said there's a possibility he could be ready in three weeks, according to this guy. Yeah, according to the doctor, he seemed very confident that he Lodolo was going to be fine. Yeah, and that he'd be fine. It's just knowing once he's putting stress back on that uh, that tendon, how it'll truly he how he'll recover. Right. So we won't know until he starts throwing, and hopefully they're injecting him with the best stuff in the world. I imagine. Peace. <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to be like that Facebook marketplace Botox stuff. <laughs> it's not going to be the Botox parties. Oh, yeah, that I've been going to because I'm so sweaty. Yeah, that's all right. You're yeah. too hard on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, uh, that's good news that we from a guy we met at a bar. And Joey Votto took BP yesterday at Great American Ballpark. There's still no timetable for his return. Connor Overton had exploratory elbow surgery, which is never a good thing when they have to cut open your arm and be like, let's look around. Yeah, let's poke around here. That's never good. And TJ Friel is back. So that's awesome. Let's round third and head for home. What do you got this? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Um, I got, I'll be in Louisville tomorrow. Well, I guess uh, today, if you guys are listening, nice. uh, Wednesday at uh, Laughing Caravan or Comedy Caravan. There it is. <laughs> then I'll also be uh, Thursday. I just picked up a gig at the Funny Bone. I'm pretty Ooh. sure I'll be there. And also later that night, I'll be at Odd Fellows. Uh, still got the show coming up, I think, on the 27th. Two of them at the Comet. You can also see me at Go Bananas on the 31st. And nice. Bloomington people, please come on out to uh, Limestone Comedy Fest, first through the third uh, in June. It's, it's a great time. If yeah. you have to see me, see some other amazing comedians. Kyle Kinane is going to be closing Gosh. that out. So that's going to be fucking I'm so He's the best. I'm excited to see that. Bring your left, right, center dice. Dude. Yeah? So you're prepared, eh? Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna lose so much money. God, what a great, what a great pool. Mm. Um, what I have, uh, I'm gonna be in Seattle starting Thursday. I leave Thursday at six. I get back Tuesday late afternoon. I will be at uh, I think one or two Mariners games and a Rainiers game. Yeah, baby. So and fun fact, Monday, Jake returns to the pod. It'll be so great! Yeah! So Chris is off next week, and we you guys get to have our Seattle correspondent, Reginald J. Skeffington. He's known in some circles. So um, thank you to Sports Drink for being around. Uh, thanks to In the Clutch. And thanks to you for doing it this week. Hey, anytime, buddy. Hell yeah, it is every time now. Um, and thank you for watching, listening, jacking it, however you want to do it. So as always... Go Red Legs! Go Red Legs! <laughs> it's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. 
The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.